0: Welcome to another episode of the Breathe In Podcast, a daily
1: devotional through the Bible to help you read and love God's Word. I'm Neil. I'm Stephen. And today we find ourselves in Hebrews chapter 7. Mm. And uh, we're going to begin in verse 25. And uh, Well, who, who's Melchizedek? Melchizedek. 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 So, have y'all not talked about this whenever I was gone? No. Oh, man. I'm, I'm teeing I just, it up for I just you, assumed. I'm teeing so, it up. Uh, man, back in Genesis, uh, we we're introduced to this very mysterious figure <clears throat> named the else, King of Salem. The King of Salem. Uh, Salem is Shalom, King mm-hmm. of Peace. Right. Uh, but this is this is how he's introduced. Uh, Lot, Abraham's nephew, is uh, his cities are destroyed by some kings, mm-hmm. and he's taken off as prisoner. Uh, so this is the power of Abraham. Uh, Abraham says, "I'm going to go get my nephew back." Yeah. So he takes his personal army, yeah, and defeats five kings. He flexes hard. Yeah, he flexes <laughs> hard. And, uh, whenever he uh, rescues these uh, defeated cities, uh, he comes back, and he is. Uh, we're introduced to this this guy named Melchizedek. Mm. He is a he is a priest of God. Um, he a is follower a of the Samuel. Most High. Yep, and Abraham basically tithes to him. Yeah, and gives ten Gives of him ten percent of everything. And so, you know, Hebrews is kind of talking about two different types of priesthood. Yeah. You have the priesthood of Melchizedek, and then you have this priesthood of Levi. Right. And he is saying, listen, Jesus is a priesthood in the order of Melchizedek because it is a greater priesthood. Yeah. Uh, In part... Not from the lineage. Right, because he's saying, he's saying like Melchizedek, he doesn't have a lineage. Right. uh, It says in verse... um, what is this? Verse two, verse three, without father, mother, or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the son of God, he remains a priest forever. Right. He's saying Jesus is of this order without father or mother. He's eternal. He yeah. is the son. Um. So he's talking about how Jesus is a better, is a, is a better priest because right. he's of the order of Melchizedek. Also talking about, you know, this was, this was before the law, right? right. Um, and so, long before Moses, long, long before, before Aaron. Moses. and uh, he talks about how um, Abraham blessed Melchizedek, and he says in verse seven, without a doubt, the inferior uh, Ble- is blessed by the is blessed by the superior. Right. Uh, so I think I think those are all interesting things. But at the end of the chapter, chapter seven, this is this is what the author of Hebrew says. Therefore, he is able to save completely. Those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. Mm. For this is the kind of high priest we need holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do for their own sins and then for the people. He did this once for all uh, time whenever he offered himself. Mm. For the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the promise of the oath which came after the law appoints a son who has been perfected forever. Love that. So I think what he's saying is like when you had these high priests in the Old Testament, uh, they offered animal sacrifices. But they had to do it for themselves as much as for everybody else. Right, because they were approaching yep. God as defiled people as themselves. Yeah and and it had to be done on a daily basis mm-hmm. because these sacrifices weren't perfect right uh, they were they were a shadow or a promise of something that was to come right and what this is saying is that Jesus is that promise that was to come yeah he make he he meets
0: all of the attributes of a great high priest who's able to intercede, intercede once and for all he was holy innocent undefiled separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens so uh, what I love about this text is because Jesus has saved us, right? He saves completely those who come to God through him. Um, this, that work was done one time and for all of time. Mm-hmm. So we don't need uh, to continually follow these rituals or these sacrificial
1: practices because the great sacrifice has been offered and yeah. accepted. It's this idea that that even like the festivals in the Old Testament right. were, were pointing to something. Yep, it was pointing to Christ. The sacrifices were pointing to Christ. Uh, and Christ said in Matthew five, "I've not come to abolish the law of the but prophets. I've come to fulfill it." Yep. And so, uh, you know, like why don't we sacrifice animals anymore? Why don't we keep those festivals anymore? Well. Because we that Christ has fulfilled them. Yeah. So
0: what, what if you sin again after you're saved?
1: It's been covered.
0: Yeah. Once and for all. I love that. Because he says in verse 25, he's able to save completely those who come to God through him since he always lives to intercede for them. So Jesus deals with our sin all the time. Uh, his sacrifice was accepted. It's once and for all, all of time. Right. But then Mm -hmm. we also have this other element of this great high priest in Jesus, our savior who intercedes for, for those who have trusted in him. Mm -hmm. Um, and and the implications for that are, are vast. Um, but again, like as the author builds his sermon, you know, Mm -hmm. you think about it, he, he's, He's continued to lay a foundation and build up this great house on the work of Christ. And then the implications for living in that house Mm. are vast. And for, you know, I don't know what the big application is today, but I might say like, man, spend some time meditating on how Jesus has completely saved you, saved you to the, as the King James says, to the uttermost. Yeah. Um, All of you. And for all of time.
1: And I think one application is we can go back to chapter 4, right? Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Right? Mm -hmm. So we hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. But one who has been tempted in every way we are yet without sin therefore let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in a time of need yeah so i think i think the uh, i think the application could be come boldly to the throne of grace right like we have a great high priest who has been tempted in every way we are but is without sin we have a great high priest who has no beginning and no end we have a great high priest who is not a weak man, mm. but is the perfect son of man who can who who has who has offered up the perfect sacrifice of himself. Yeah. So I think like holding on to that confession and saying, Okay, this is the same one who's interceding on my behalf. Yeah.
0: And I can boldly approach him yep. with an open invitation because he's done that. Yes. Not we're not waiting for you know we had to cross our t's and dot our i's before we can go to christ he mm. says come on in Yeah. <laughs> so mm. that's the
1: breathe in do you want to breathe out in prayer yeah let's do it heavenly father we uh, we thank you for saving us completely through christ we thank you that he has uh, offered up the perfect sacrifice of his own life so that we can have the forgiveness of sins we thank you Uh, that because he is our intercessor, we can approach you with boldness because we have received his righteousness. So Lord, help us always to confess and to confess freely, not being afraid of our sin or afraid of our reception, uh, but may we approach you boldly. Hmm. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, guys, thanks for listening to the Breathe In podcast. We hope you're edified and encouraged today. We'll catch you next time with Hebrews chapter 8.